2: Hey, ragers. It's Madigan. So Keegan is still out of town. So we have one more throwback episode for all of you this week until we're back to our regular scheduled programming next week. This is a major throwback as this episode's initial release was way back. On June 4th, 2018. And we are going all the way back to our episode about incels, male entitlement on steroids. I hope that you really appreciate this throwback. And we will see you all with some new content next week. Ray John. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. And our perspective today is that we're fucking angry. Pure pure rage. (laughs) Pure. Pure. It's everything that encapsulates this podcast and its title. Yes. Is what... We're going to be feeling this entire episode.
1: Yes. So, if you couldn't tell by the title of this episode, we are going to be talking about... Incels.
2: Incels. Super gross.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Super, super gross. I wish we didn't even have to talk about this. I know.
2: I've never been so angry researching anything in my entire life.
1: Yeah, it's it's really super disgusting, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. And so it,
2: it made me feel like I was losing brain cells. Like, it made me feel like I was getting stupider and stupider and stupider and stupider.
1: Yeah, stupider. and it's really hard, because we have decided to talk about this because there's been a recent surge of talking about it in the media, because... The Toronto van attack made mention of of incels. incels. He belonged to incel communities. There's someone who I think is running for Congress in
2: Virginia who is in incel, among other disgusting things. And it's so, what's so bonkers to me is that incel started online in like yes. a Reddit forum. So the fact that there's this like congressman who I'm just picturing him like, because they're all just really sad human beings. They're very isolated. They're by themselves on their computer. They typically don't go out into the world very much. They're a little bit more like, isolated in their little computer world. And so the fact that there's, like, someone running for Congress who's like, I'm going to sell. It's like, what? Like, that doesn't make any sense to that me. That guy is also just out of his mind. I mean, he's he's a pedophile, and he's he's admitted uh, to it. Yeah, and-,
1: and actually, before we move forward... I want to give just a quick trigger warning. If you are sensitive to issues of assault or rape or violence against women, you might not want to listen to this episode or just be very aware and selective. Yeah. Um, because hit, that, hit that forward 15 button. Yeah, if, you need if, we, to at any if point. we start talking about something that's kind of um, hard for you to hear, because yeah. a lot of this stuff is really gross. And I did try and take out some of the more explicitly. Yeah. Um,
2: Discussing things that you could find on that, like incels.me yeah. forum <sighs> board. Yeah, I didn't really go into the forums very much because I felt like I went into it as deep as I could mentally take. So mine is pretty tame as far as like my quotes and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the documentary Shy Boys that I watched and a little bit about the three characters that we meet in that. But let's talk a little bit about. Uh, First of all, the fact that incels are typically self identified white male heterosexuals. Right. And
1: before we even um, dive into that, I do want to address that the term involuntary celibate came from actually a queer woman Mm -hmm. from Canada who was a virgin. And I think she was in her 20s and she was a virgin. And she wanted to create a community of other people who Who felt lonely. Who felt lonely. Like it it wasn't. Anything aggressive, there was a thing? It was
2: called Alana's Involuntary Celibacy Project, and she created the website in order to discuss her sexual inactivity with others. Um, It was for people of all genders, and it was a place for them to share their thoughts and experiences. This was before she had come out as queer, or really Mm -hmm. Mm self-realized as being queer, and um, once she became more comfortable with her identity, she didn't really need her... Um, this community anymore. That community, you know, there was like a mailing list for a while and things like that. And um, when Alana read about the 2014 Isla Vista killings... And the way parts of the incel subculture glorified the perpetrator, Elliot Rogers, she wrote, like a scientist who invented something that ended up being a weapon of war, I can't uninvent this word, nor restrict it to nicer people who need it. So she, you know, she did start this, but she also is realizing that, like, oh my god, I've created this monster. It's evolved right. since what she's Yeah, started. and this
1: was not at all what she intended. No. Other people took this word, because truly, what this community is... It's not involuntary celibacy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's hatred of women and entitlement yeah. over
2: women. Well, let's, like, dive into a little bit about what these wig words actually mean. So, celibate means abstaining from marriage and sexual relations, typically for religious reasons. That's what it says on dictionary.com. So, I was like, I'm going to look up what abstains means, just to clarify even further. And abstain is to keep oneself from doing, engaging in, or partaking of something. Um, so it's to keep yourself from doing it. Right, it's a choice. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. So the fact that people are calling themselves involuntary celibates doesn't make Makes sense. any right. sense yeah. grammatically. It, it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. It's right. not a real thing. Right. Power of words. Power yeah, of words, cel- guys. Celibacy
1: is generally a choice, and that is not... And even regardless of that... You can talk to a lot of people who are virgins, perhaps. Like, I read this awesome article, which I'll be quoting from a lot. It's called The Rage of Incels. It's a New Yorker article um, by Gia Tolentino. And she discussed how she had a project uh, when she was in college or whatever where she interviewed a lot of adult virgins. Mm-hmm. And what you find similarly with all of these people across the board is, like, yes, they have feelings of maybe, like, shame or loneliness, but none of them felt an entitlement to sex mm-hmm. or other people's affections. Like, that is not the same thing as involuntary celibacy. Yeah, yeah isn't the same thing as, like, rage and hate towards women.
2: No, yeah, you can't, you can't clump them all together and just assume that everybody who's an older virgin. But speaking of older virgins, um, the documentary that I watched by Sarah Gardefi, Mm -hmm. she says that she actually heard about incels for the first time while going on the IMDb page of 40-Year-Old Virgin. That's, like, where these, like... Interesting. Yeah, that's, in her mind, she feels like that's where a lot of the online forums started growing. Oh, she God, was reading that's through the dark, Isn't right? It? Like she was such looking, like
1: a Funny, just like fun. Yes, kind of movie. but these, but
2: these people, like they saw it almost as like a drama. Like this is their lives, and like oh my gosh, like we have to do all these things and yada 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 to change ourselves. And this is, you know, they're sho- yeah, look, they're showing us that this is not the right way we're supposed to live our lives, and they took it so seriously and literally, so they would start like chatting on this IMDb forum about the movie. Interesting. Yeah, so that's how she originally learned what incel was, was through this 40-year-old virgin IMDb page, and then started doing research and did this documentary as her senior thesis in film school. I think it's really interesting. So in
1: this article from The New Yorker, they kind of talk about the ways in which this may have evolved or this mentality may have evolved, and I loved this quote. She said, Women are socialized from childhood to blame themselves if they feel undesirable, to believe that they will be unacceptable unless they spend time and money and mental effort being pretty and amenable and appealing to men. Conventional femininity teaches women to be good partners to men as a basic moral requirement. Mm -hmm. A woman should provide her man a support system and be an ideal accessory for him, and it is her job to convince him and the world that she is good. Men, like women, blame women if they feel undesirable. And as women gain the economic and cultural power that allows them to be choosy about their partners, men have generated ideas about self-improvement that are sometimes inextricable
2: from violent rage. This is what we call, in the movie that I watched, we meet a pickup artist. Oh, God. The pickup artist culture is toxic. Do you want to know what this guy's, like, forum name is and you don't know his real name in the movie? Yes. Urban white trash. Oh, God. He looks straight up like one of my cousins in the 90s. Um, And he's got, like, the whole, like, language, and he believes that there should be, like, this military-style camp for pickup artists, which he calls dud to stud. I shit you not. That is
1: freaking disgusting. There is,
2: like, an illustrated with colored pencil, like, thing about what this, like, camp would be like. And he says, Get the love shies and the incels in a room together like cattle in a cow pen. Drill sergeants will confiscate all things nerdy, get all the World of Warcraft stuff, all the whatever, Dungeons and Dragons stuff, whatever, and then show them pictures of nude women, and I quote, being fucked by muscular hot bad boys, and then surround sound of women enjoying sex, and then he fucking makes... The sounds. I had to skip oh, forward God. 10 seconds in that because it was the most horrifying I, thing i have ever heard in I my life. I feel like
1: I'm going to throw up.
2: Like That's That is literally... So disgusting. And then my bosses came home and I was like, thank God. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it totally does. It takes away the
1: autonomy of
2: like women...
1: Because it's like, you think that all women want this one particular type of person? Yes. Like, I know lots of women who play Dungeons & Dragons. I was just gonna say,
2: have you seen Sofia Vergara's husband? He is the hugest Dungeons & Dragons nerd ever. Yeah. And he is fine, but he's like, uh, there's nothing wrong with being nerdy. My boyfriend is such a fucking, like, Pokemon video game nerd. Women are attracted to all kinds of people, right? Like, it's just like...
1: We're attracted to smart people, funny people. Everyone has a different thing that they're very yeah. attracted to, and I think that kind of speaks to the heart of this incel community, because they're not totally upset that they can't get women to be interested in them. They're upset that they can't get young, virginal, hot women but to that's be interested the, in them. But
2: here, this is the thing. So we meet this other guy whose name is Advance. His forum name is advanced. It's
1: disgusting. Okay. And I mean, I don't know why it's disgusting, but it just feels disgusting. It just gross. feels
2: disgusting, right? So I think because I was listening to an interview actually on last podcast on the left that mm-hmm. they, that these guys did with the director. And I believe she named him as being Franklin Schmidt. And the reason why we are naming him is because he's a fucking dick that like kidnapped this high school woman and like believes that all American women should be raped. Yada yada yada. So he is a little bit different. Um he' Um, he believes that his looks are the only reason that he is in cell, and he <laughs> says that I—he has this quote, and I didn't even write it down in my, like, official notes. I wrote so many pages just in handwriting. But he makes some horrible comment about, I would take a 300-pound white fat chick— I would fight, what did he say? I would fight in the front lines of the bloodiest war and lose all my limbs and blah, 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 if it would guarantee me an ugly 300-pound white chick Wise. for the rest of my life. Lies. But he's saying, I go for the bottom of the barrel. And just like his language when he says it like That's, that, I'm like, stop calling women that you don't think are generally attractive, bottom of the barrel, you fucking idiot.
1: Right, I mean, and it's so much, it speaks to his mentality about how he treats women. Yes! So why would a woman, even one that you deem to be unattractive, especially especially one that you deem to be unattractive, want to lower herself to be with you. Yeah. That's the thing. It's just, like, it's so crazy to me that they don't understand that maybe, perhaps, it's your misogyny. Oh, yeah. He says it's 95%
2: his looks. It is not. And it's his face, he says. Have you seen Christina Hendricks' husband? No. He's a totally average-looking dude. Well, and they make and. and Okay, so this is the mentality with that that I was learning about. So they get really pissed at these average looking dudes that marry these or date these like really hot women. Why because that should they're... be with their Okay, but one, think, it's weird. okay. so there's the Chads and the Stacys, right. Those are like the really hot whatever. right so like we're girls, frat bros. yeah,. So they see that by them being with these like really hot girls, they then kind of become a Chad. I don't know. You'd think that they would aspire to be like yeah, them that and that doesn't the, make sense, but they but they hate them that then they become a Chad. It's such a weird. it is such like a weird
1: mental like tangle of of ideas that don't jive together at all and
2: they say it's all about sex yet these people know absolutely nothing about sex urban white trash is literally afraid of vaginas (laughs) i shit you not like he cannot look at a picture of a vagina he freaks out and advanced he's like well yeah i know about sex you put the penis in the vagina thrust 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 question mark question mark question question mark profit.
1: Well and also like like, what it's not about sex, it's about status. Exactly and and it's about supremacy. Like there was this quote from that article as well that I thought was was really telling. Incels aren't really looking for sex. They're mm-hmm. looking for absolute male supremacy. Sex, defined to them as domination over female bodies. It's just their per- preferred sort of proof.
2: Yeah, so, they have, like, a lot of rape fantasies and right, things like, like that. Right, like,
1: their proof that they don't have, like, male superiority is that women won't have sex with them. Yes, but and they
2: feel like women are lessening their... Uh, value importance and value yeah. because they're not sleeping with them. So they're seeing they're seeing in their twisted minds that women are taking over the world because they're not sleeping with them, so they've become more powerful, and they don't like that, so they want to, like, quote-unquote, take their power back. Right, yeah, exactly. Oh, That's I exactly hate, what it is. I hate that I, like, got into the mind of that person when I just said that sentence. No, it's, it's disgusting. It's and disgusting. And it truly
1: doesn't make any—it's, like, okay, so if we want to start moving in this direction— um, don't do this, but I watched the Elliot Rodger re- Retribution don't, YouTube video. Don't watch it. I've um, only
2: watched about 10 seconds of it, and I had to turn it off. It was horrible. Don't
1: watch it. Um, so if you don't know, Elliot Roger was a 22-year-old man who was going to school at UC Santa Barbara, I believe. Yep. And... He is seen now as the face of the incels. Right. I mean, they, they literally worship him. Yeah. Um, and he... Which is crazy to me, because having watched this video... The things that he says in this video, you will never see someone as pathetic as this person. No, you will not.
2: And they say, oh, I've been treated... People call me pathetic, people do. And they use it as a way to hate women. So that's something that this urban white trash guy says. This woman calls me pathetic, yada, yada, yada. And, like, he... Like, for a second, I was like, oh, like, I feel bad. Nope, don't feel bad. No, Um. I, I I
1: don't feel bad. Like, so here's some things. I just took some excerpts from his... Um, rant or whatever it is. Well, did you know
2: that he wrote a 141 pages Yes, page and manifesto? sent it to a bunch of people. Like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, I mean, and it's truly... Okay, so Elliot Roger ended up killing six people, four of whom were male and two of wh- whom were female sorority yeah. girls. And a lot of people like to point to that to say, well, he killed more men than women. It doesn't matter. So, it's still so, the same mentality. But if you listen to the things that he said, so I'm just going to read a couple of, of excerpts here. For the last eight years of my life since I hit puberty, I have been forced to endure an existence of loneliness, rejection, and unfulfilled desires, all because girls have never been attracted to me. Girls gave their affection and sex and love to other men, never to me. You girls have never been attracted to me. I don't know why you girls aren't attracted to me, but I will punish you all for it. It's an injustice, a crime, because I don't know what you don't see in me. I'm the perfect guy, and yet you throw yourselves at all these obnoxious men instead of me, the supreme gentleman. I will punish you all for it. Like, you can't look at the stuff that he says and writes and not understand that his absolute motivation was, first of all, hatred for women. Secondly hatred for anybody else who was happier than him. And that's what
2: makes me so upset that with all of these shootings and people talking about the gun violence where they talk so much about bullying is it's the thing is that it's not it's not about the bullying. Like, I don't I really don't think that it's like, oh, just because this guy is bullied by these quote unquote Chads and Stacey's, if that's the reason he feels that way. There's so much more to it. And it's so frustrating that we continue to. Um use that rhetoric I agree. as something that is, oh, that's why you should be nice to people. I've even heard the six-year-olds that are around the kid that I babysit for, mm-hmm. I've heard them say my parents say to be to never be mean to someone because you don't want them to like bring a gun to school. Yeah. Like to me that's so which <clears throat> no, you should be nice to kids. You shouldn't bully kids. And that, I'm not right. saying that, you know, bullying is okay at all. I am a victim of bullying. I hate using the word victim, but right. um but, yeah. It's like you like, that, that does need to stop. I'm not condoning that in any way, shape, or form. But we also and, need to start yeah. realizing that these people, that there are other deeper reasons that we need to understand why these people think the way that they do and have such hatred well, toward and, that group and
1: of and people. Well, and truly, you're not... No one should be bullied. Like that's terrible. Yeah. And and to I understand parents saying like because it is true. Like you don't know, and that's the simplest way to, to right. explain it to, to a, a young child. child. Yeah. And you, you don't know what some like unhinged person will do. It's the same reason why women are nice to men mm-hmm. who they don't like, and yeah. they'll give fake numbers to or whatever because it's just like or even
2: I I I get so apprehensive when especially a man would ask for my number, but anyone that like, I can't even think of a fake number. I can't even think of like a way out of it. I just give my real number and block later, which is so shitty that I feel like I have to do that. And like, Chris is always like, you don't have to be nice to these people. You don't have to give them this information. right? But But you don't, you don't, there's such an innate fear. Even if I'm in a completely quote unquote safe space with people that I love. And there's like that one person that I don't know if I feel put on the spot to do something, like, I don't feel comfortable It is denying. a justifiable fear. It's very I have
1: been cornered in bars by men that I don't know, um, cornered in bars and told to, like, give a guy my number. And, like, how are you going to get out of that situation safely? Like, we have been taught, like... It's kind of like when you when you're getting robbed and they say just give them the money right it's just yeah. like you need to get out of that situation because you don't know what that person is capable of mm-hmm. but I think using bullying as an excuse for the this type of violence or even that type of behavior or lack of women having an interest in you has caused you to become like this mm-hmm. I think that's really ignoring the root cause of the issue which is entitlement like entitlement yeah. is the root cause of this issue yeah, but they're and misogyny. never misogyny
2: but they're never going to look at it that way for them they see that they are genetic garbage they see that they that um because their genetic garbage and their looks are so horrible that women are never going to like they simplify it so much and I love that Keegan has introduced me to the term mental gymnastics. They have to do mental gymnastics in their minds to justify the way that they think and they need to simplify it and dumb it down to the fact that they're like, "Oh, well I'm just ugly." Um or right. Yeah. Yeah. or I have to change something about myself and things like that. They still feel like
1: they are owed they are old checks though. Very like much that that's so. what
2: doesn't make sense to me. It's just kind of like I I just I don't know. To me it doesn't make because it because it shouldn't make any sense. If it made sense to you, there's something wrong. Right. Yeah.
1: And, <laughs> and it you, all it takes is like, look, I didn't go on any of, any of the incel.me forums. No, um, I because do I just it. I couldn't bring myself to go to that website. I would highly suggest you don't either. But I did watch some videos of people who went on the website to show mm-hmm. what it was and then there are some quotes from that in here and again like really at your own discretion. Like, listen to some of this stuff. But, okay, so they call, a lot of these people on these incel websites, they call Elliot Roger their lord and savior. Yep. savior. Or the supreme gentleman. Yes. And, <laughs> and and feminists are the female KKK, which I don't know where that puts non-white feminists. Um <laughs> <laughs> and then this is a quote women are the ultimate cause of our suffering. They are the ones who have unjustly, in all caps, made our lives a living hell. We need to focus more on our hatred for women. Oh hatred is power. So it doesn't no. make sense. It's like you hate women, but you also want want access to women. Because like,
2: they want because they because in their eyes they are not women. They are sexual objects. For them to get means to an end. And to possess. Yes, exactly. It's just like rape is not... It is considered a sex crime, but it's not sex. There's no way in hell that rape is sex in any way. Right, right. There's nothing to do with... That necessarily. I read that some members of incel communities believe in the idea of forced sexual redistribution. Oh yes. Where governments should require mm-hmm. women to engage in certain sexual relationships. Mm-hmm. This just reminds me of like arranged marriage. Well like it's like they're it's like these people are so ugly that they just need someone to be like Well, it's been compared arrange to Arranged marriage, though. It's been
1: compared <laughs> to wealth distribution, right? Yeah. Which is <laughs> If you say that and you believe that, I'm like, oh my god, I'm, I'm filling with, like, actual rage in my chest right now. Yeah. Because if you believe that, what you're saying is you believe that women are a commodity to yes. be gathered and yes. distributed without any, without any, like, without giving us any of our own say-so yeah. in, like, who we want to spend our time with or give our bodies to. You're saying our bodies are a
2: public commodity. Yes, And that is insane it's absolutely insane and it, it and their their reasoning behind things to me is so ridiculous because they want to have sex with these women and these beautiful women yet they have these like scoring systems where you have to be of like an equal like right. sexual partner or equal hotness or whatever 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 and in a lot of their ideas is that sexually active women are worth less. Yes. So if they've slept with more men, they don't want yes. them. It's- it, they're called roasties, by the way, mm-hmm. if you wanted to know what that meant
1: on incel.me. Oh, so girls who have had a lot of sex are called roasties? Right. Do you want to know why? This yeah, is Yeah, tell me. This is gross, so trigger warning to you people. It, roasties, because they've been fucked so much that their <gasps> vaginas look like roast beef.
2: <gasps> Stop. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Yes. Yes. So that's
1: like, That's not
2: true. My vagina looks fine, guys. Well, and first, yeah, first of all,
1: <laughs> one, that's not how vaginas work. <laughs> you don't know that, but that's not how vaginas work. And two, it is it's just complete male supremacy bullshit to say that if I've had sex with lots of women, that makes me more valuable. If women yes. have had sex
2: with lots of men, that makes them less valuable. Which we've, which we've known that that is the that that's been an idea for years, and forever. Years. I mean,
1: literally since the beginning of time in yeah. in most like Western culture. Exactly, that's um, kinda, that's
2: been the idea. But
1: so I thought this was interesting. Like after Elliot Rogers' um, killing spree. There was a staff a staff writer for Salon, Mary Elizabeth Williams, who objected to the media labeling Roger as the Virgin Killer because that's what they were trying to like. Yeah, that was the moniker they were trying to use, saying that it reinforces gender roles with a not so subtle in. Uh, Insinuation that one possible cause of male aggression is a lack of female sexual acquiescence. Uh, So it's saying, yeah, I mean, but how often has this been used? Gag me with a spoon. It just happened with the Golden State Killer where they're grappling for, why did he start doing this? Oh, it must have been whenever his fiance, Bonnie, um, (sighs) like, decided to break off their engagement. It's not Bonnie's fault, guys. Bonnie didn't do shit. She's a lovely woman, probably. That's what set him off. And I'm like, (gasps) no, him being like a murderer Murderous rapist. Yeah. It has nothing to do with with a his, reason with his acquiescence of a woman or his ownership yes. or lack thereof of of a woman. Like, why are we trying to make this the woman's fault? Like, I feel like that's always what happens here. Yeah. Like calling him the virgin killer is basically saying that because he was a virgin, he killed a bunch of people. Which yes, there and are that's
2: many per- virgins who don't. And that's perpetuating something that is making it okay for those people who are virgins right. who think that way. They're it's perpetuating that it's okay to right. think that way or yeah. to be a certain way. Um have you heard about the whole like black pill thing? I've heard of red pill. There's not black pill. There's so I I copy pasted this Help. Walk me through this, because it's still a little fuzzy in my mind. So it says, The concept of the black pill distinguishes incels from the men's rights movement and their popular references to the red pill. Huh. An allusion to the dilemma in the movie The Matrix, where the protagonist must choose to remain in a world of illusion, taking the blue pill, or see the world as it really is, taking the red pill. From what I've understood, the black pill... Is like accepting that everything's always gonna be shitty. I don't know. Wait, it's, but is that what a... the does the men rights men's rights movement? It's not anything. the the The, the men's rights movement talks about the Red Pill. Because the Red Pill is a um, website. I know that
1: is a website that a lot of incels frequent, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's an incel website. Like, it could be, like, a male supremacy website Yeah, that incels have then kind of taken and started using because a lot of their websites have been shut down. Like, Reddit shut down the incel
2: subreddit because of a
1: lot of, like, all the stuff that was going on there. So. I've never heard of
2: Black Pill, Okay, it says, Taking the Black Pill essentially means learning the true nature of reality is a way of disempowering. Uh, Yes, the duck is really stacked against you. It can never be beaten. Yes, it is all real... Mm. Yes, it all is a conspiracy, but it can never be overthrown in a way that harks back to the old existential horror stories written by authors like Lovecraft. Okay,
1: I kind of get what they're saying, then. Yeah. They're saying that... If incels believe in this black pill theory, yeah. what they're saying is that it can never be overthrown in our current system. So yes. that is probably why they justify just taking people out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it, they
2: have to change the system in order for it to mm-hmm. work. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um Oy. so you know what's something interesting that I didn't know before, or I guess I never put two and two together, even Tell me though about it. even though I was very much in uh, we, I was living here in California when the whole thing with Elliot Rodger happened. Yeah, and it was a I big was deal Disneyland. because oh god, it was, ruined Disneyland for me. Girl, I know. Look, um, but his father is a Hollywood producer, so there was yeah. a lot of talk and buzz around here about him. And so I, I followed all of this, and then of course I followed the yes, all women hashtag. But I didn't put them together as that's why that hashtag started because oh. people. Because men did their thing. Look, I, I love I love you, men. And I'm not trying to generalize. Generalize, but like a group of men, of course, got all up in arms because people were pointing out that his motivation for this this spree was his hatred for women, mm-hmm. and so a lot of men decided to start the hashtag Not All Men on Twitter. I didn't realize that hashtag started first. Ugh. They started hashtagging not all men because they were like, hey, I would never shoot women for not fucking me. And then a bunch of women were like, okay, look, we get it. Not all men are um, violent yeah. misogynists. But yes, all women have experienced sexual assault yep. or um, you so know, demeaning. So it's not as
2: important for us to point out that not all men. It's more important It's more important to point out, yes, all women. Yeah. And I think that that is a big thing that I feel like men who aren't feminists uh, or don't understand feminism need to understand, is that we are not belittling the fact that, no, not all men behave this way. That is not at all what we are mm-hmm. saying. That's how you're perceiving what we say. Which is very defensive,
1: and it feels very, like... And it's very offensive. Yeah, like, it's, it's, yeah it's very defensive on their part, and it is offensive to us because it's saying, like... You aren't listening to the fact.
2: What I found, I watched. They're a, choosing not to listen to the actual problem, they're just they're projecting it onto themselves. Right. They're saying you're attacking them.
1: me. You're attacking me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I watched
1: this video a while ago that was like someone on the street who was interviewing men and women, and they were interviewing women, asking like, "Have you ever been assaulted or harassed?" And women overwhelmingly are saying yes. Yeah. And then they were asking men, have you ever assaulted or harassed women? And they say, no, oh no. Well, do you know any of your male friends who have ever assaulted or harassed women? No, I don't think so. And it's just like,
2: that's not true. (laughs) Yeah, it's not true. Well, and also it's not, I feel like... Thankfully, now women are starting to talk with other women more about their issues of having been abused, assaulted, harassed, where men, a lot of times they feel like, even if they've seen their, like, boys do this thing, is that they've rationalized Absolutely. it in their minds. Absolutely. Or even it's more secretive. Like, they know they're doing something bad, so it's not as talked about. And so, in their minds, it's just not happening.
1: Right, right, yes. Yeah. So something that we are perceiving as scary or dangerous to us, like, when I'm cornered at a bar by a guy, and his bros are just over there, they see what's happening, but for them, they're just going to be like, oh, my my, my guy is, like, macking on a girl right now. Yeah. Whereas for me, it feels very threatening and very dangerous. And any
2: woman in that bar who were to turn and see what's going on right. all I would, would have be to fucking do, horrified. All
1: I would have to do is give a look to a girlfriend at the bar, and she would know to come save me. Yeah. Because, like... We understand that that behavior is really scary and threatening, whereas I feel like a lot of men are just kind of like, oh, that's just normal dating behavior. But that's why
2: it's important as feminists, I feel like, to... Uh, educate men uh-huh. on these things. Absolutely. Because even if they've chose not to see certain things, the Maybe. more that they're said out loud and yeah. these stories are told, the more that they can't deny it and the more they're going to see it in their buddies. Right. That's something that I feel like they did really well with this season of 13 Reasons Why. I'm not going to give any spoilers or anything like that, but they do kind of like break down this bro code mentality a little bit, and I think that that's really important. It is I'm important. glad that they talked about it because it really does need to be broken down. It shouldn't be girl code, bro code, whatever It should be just a general code for all of us to follow, to be decent human beings, and to look out for each other. I think we could do, and I say this every episode, I'm like, we could do a whole episode on this. Don't we have it already on our list
1: to do, like, broca? We do, and the reason why I put that on my list is because someone made a comment that I was like, that makes so much sense. Because... Part of the bro code, right, is that, like, you don't date... One of your friends doesn't date your sister, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, the reason you don't want your friends dating your sister is is because... they're pieces of shit. And you know that. And so it's okay for them to go and treat other women like pieces of shit, but you don't want them to treat your sister
2: like that. So inherently, like, you know it's wrong. Wouldn't you want a friend that's, like, a really good person to be like, oh my gosh, you would be perfect for my sister because you're so lovely. You should trust
1: your friends, and if you don't trust your friends because you say, like, not cool, like, you can't date my sister because I see how you treat women, is is saying that you do understand that the way that they treat women is not okay and you wouldn't want it for your sister. Yep. So... <laughs> to me, it's just so insane. It's so backwards. It's so backwards. It's, it's so like you're so saying backwards. it's okay for other women to be treated like that. Yeah. Like th- that's basically like my understanding of
2: this. Yeah. So I read in the New York Times, incels have been added to their list of hate groups. Good. Oh my God. Good. Yeah. I am so
1: happy that 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 has happened.
2: Yeah, because it it is a terrorist act. You know, we mm-hmm. think of terrorism as being one specific thing instead of seeing it as. What it is by definition,
1: yeah, and that right. is
2: toward hateful people and hateful groups of people, right? Targeting and how that groups can be stopped. for like the
1: specific reason, because, exactly,
2: because of your ideology. And I think that that's a really good
1: segue into um, the Toronto van attack that yes. happened very recently. Yes. So a man named Alec Minassian, yes. he he drove a van in Toronto into a group of people, and yep. he ended up killing ten people and wounding something like sixteen people. And the reason why this is relevant is. Because Because he very often frequented incel websites, and before his Facebook page was shut down, he made a Facebook status the day of the attack I think or the night before that said the incel rebellion has begun yep. we will overthrow all the chads and stacys Ugh. all hail the supreme gentleman
2: Elliot Roger fuck you man have you heard of like normies too if you're just like average looking or just considered yes. like a normie yeah, yeah. I'm just like God, I don't it. understand these classifications Like it's so di- it's so it's because it's different to everybody it's so it's like, so relative it's so relative it doesn't make any sense yeah he's just a piece of shit we talked about him him on a what's in the news episode, I yeah, think, a few like, weeks ago, yeah, when it happened, and yeah, he's he's just a, a total piece of shit, and I'm glad that you know I love the Canadian Prime Minister. What a babe, Justin, such a babe. Um But he said he was like these these acts will not be tolerated. This mentality will not be tolerated. I'm I'm glad you know as silly as it is that these online forums of hatred are turning into this like phenomenon, but I'm glad that we are kind of shining a light on these people and finally starting to take a deeper look at them. And Right, and we're not
1: shifting focus. We're not saying not all men. We're saying like look, this is an issue, and at the root cause of it is misogyny, and, like, yeah. we need to address that. Like, yes. we are not saying that all men are well, like this. Well,
2: exactly. It is interesting how we are taking the ideology of incels and how we're looking at things in in the true crime past, uh-huh. and how, especially when it comes to shootings. I was listening to the po- last podcast on the left episode today where they, they bring up uh, the Columbine shooters, mm-hmm. and they had this whole rhetoric set up that they were bullied into (laughs) shooting, which is not the case. They were actually both very popular. Eric Harris especially was very popular. Dylan Klebold was a little bit more shy and he kind of followed... Eric a lot but he also was deeply 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 disturbed and wrote journals about women and how he would never get them and yada 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 so they're both deeply disturbed men and if you look back they totally show this incel ideology mm-hmm. before this phenomenon there was, just no, word for there was it no word at that time. for it there was mm-hmm. no group whatever but the world made this rhetoric that they were bullied into shooting up their school to me that's
1: it's such a dangerous it's such a dangerous rhetoric that we have seen play out
2: time and again, Yeah, but recently. it's also just not... True. Especially, yeah. So right. Columbine is like the basis, what we look to for school shootings. That is the first. That is the one that we look to every single time there's a shooting. We can Columbine it. is mentioned. Yeah. And that was the story that was told when we talk about Columbine. Right. So, and it's just... Flat out not true. These were not super, like, unpopular boys. I mean, Dylan, I guess, was kind of, you know, did fit more into that incel of, like, you know, kind of awkward, shy, didn't know how to talk to girls, um, felt a little bit obligated to these women, things like that. Eric Harris was much, much more... Like if I was going to compare them to people in this documentary that I watched, um, you know, Dylan would be more of like the shy boy kind of incel, where Eric Harris would be like the pickup artist incel, mm-hmm. where he's got he's a little got a little bit more bravado and he's out there a little bit more. And I think he did have like girlfriends and stuff, well, but they were obviously they were very very misogynistic. I and think
1: the root of it is. It truly is like you feel entitlement over whether or not people get to live or die. Bec, I, I think that sometimes our our desire to find answers or like project look, ideas we project onto ideas onto, it. onto things because we need to see a pattern. Well, like, and
2: then these other shooters have taken these ideals that are happening and they're pulling from what makes sense to them. They're, right. you know, they pull that idea of the Chads and the Stacys. They pull that idea of being against religious people or not religious people or whatever, or a certain religious group. I think that's and actually... And they pull from all these different ideals to justify or give themselves a reason rather than just the fact that they're pieces of shit and want right. to shoot up a right. school. Right, And I think that that is a
1: really good segue into this, this next um, yeah. killer, who is Christopher Harper Mercer. Have you heard about him? I, I heard about him as I was researching, but I didn't look up his... He is just exactly what you were talking about. So he killed nine people in um, Umpqua Community College in Roseburg, Oregon, and... He- in his manifesto, he did praise not only Elliot Rodger, but also the Columbine shooters, um, as well as several other school shooters, and I really do believe that he pulled ideologies from these s-
2: shooters. Like, And it gives him reason to do it. Right. It gives him, like, instead of, you know, he probably was feeling those, like, homicidal tendencies anyways, yes. and then he's like, well, look at what these people did, This is this is something tangible that I can see and give myself a reason why... It makes sense. Yes, and he yeah. wrote... He
1: had a manifesto type of... Course of, uh, of course he did, yeah. And he wrote, I have always been the most hated person in the world ever since... Gosh, so dramatic. All these people are so dramatic. Ever since I was young. Yes. Ever Ugh. since Ever since I arrived in this world, oh, I have God. been under siege for... Stop! First. Stop. Under, under attack from morons and idiots. My whole life has been one lonely enterprise, one loss after another, and here I am, 26, with no friends, no job, no girlfriend, a virgin. I long ago realized that society likes to deny people like me these things. Get a job. Become a decent member of society, and then maybe you'll get a fucking girl, you asshole. Exactly. And so he said people like him, the ones who stand with the gods, he said, were Elliot Roger, Vester Flanagan, and and the Columbine kids, Adam uh, Lanza and Swang Cho. So they, it's so, cra- it's just crazy to me that these people lack all self reflection. They lack any ability. They're sociopaths. Yeah, they lack real. all introspection. Real. Like you can't take any like, even a moment to think about, like, okay, what can I do to improve my situation? Yeah.
2: If like, you just have to say... Maybe I should go to therapy a couple times a week and get right. my shit
1: figured out. The no. only thing that it is, it has to be that society is against me and actively denying me things. Yeah. Or, like, Elliot Roger says, like, he... Hold on, there's another quote from him here.
2: It's just so annoying. Like, go out and get yourself a job and become, like, a decent, right. like, I mean, part of society, and, and then maybe people will see you differently and not treat you a certain way. You're being denied things because you're choosing not to be a part of society. And this... Society. this-
1: um, shooter, or this killer, he was on the spectrum. That's mm-hmm. not an
2: excuse. That's not saying that it people... It is not. It does happen. It is pretty common for people who are incels to be on the spectrum, I feel, but I don't think that it's like a... It's not a prerequisite. Exactly. It's not every single incel. Right. And it's not... And, I, and we're definitely not saying that if you're on the right. spectrum that you are it... that you behave that way because they are not synonymous in any way, shape, or form. Right.
1: But it's basically he's saying that because he has had difficulty like assimilating with other people, maybe partially because he has had behavioral issues yeah. um, or just social anxiety yeah. or whatever, that he can
2: then justify his actions because yeah. he can't fit in, quote-unquote. Yeah, guys, autistic people are not dangerous, you know what I mean? But it we... I understand where he's coming from, where he's felt like he's never been a part of society as someone who has worked with autistic children. I understand that whole mindset, but I've never met anybody who's on the spectrum or autistic who shows who's who shows anything but wanting. To be happy, accepted, and, and accepted, yeah, and loved, and and still being themselves, and knowing that they maybe have some pitfalls. And, and things I've that are known different. many
1: people on the spectrum. I don't know any who are violent. No, no. I mean, and again, I think it. I think it comes down to just feeling like you're owed something or entitlements. Yeah. Um. So, like to go back to what Elliot Rogers yes. said in his retribution video, he says. You think I'm unworthy of you. That's a crime I can never get over. A crime. So just listen to his, like, Mm -hmm. language. His language is so telling. If I can't have you girls, I will destroy you. You denied me a happy life. You denied me a happy life. And in turn, I will deny you life. (laughs) It's only fair. What? Mm -hmm. I hate you all. You forced me to suffer all my life. Forced me to suffer. I hate you too. By the way, now (laughs) I will make you all suffer. I waited a long time for this. I give you exactly what you deserve, all of you, all you girls who rejected me, looked down upon me, you know, treated me like scum, while you gave yourselves to other men. Fuck off! (laughs) I
2: can't believe that this is a real human being. And all of
1: you men, and all of you men for living a better (sighs) life than me. All of you sexually active men. I hate you. I hate all of you. I can't wait to give you exactly what you deserve: annihilation. Can we also address that again? Don't watch this video, but if you have, it's the if, creepiest if fucking you have thing seen in the it, world. He sounds like an anime villain. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. It sounds like it's been scripted.
2: This is not a real person, right? It's and crazy. and when he
1: laughs, because he laughs several times throughout, it yeah. seems extremely calculated. It's so
2: disconnected. Yeah, it's it seems. Okay. Yeah, it's
1: very calculated, and it seems false. Like, mm-hmm. it seems like he is living
2: out a fantasy, Yes, and disconnected entirely. It's like he's in a cartoon. Yeah, It's yeah. crazy, because the things that he's saying, like, they're so full of grandeur, and they're, like, it sounds like a, a fucking film student wrote that shit. Like, it doesn't yeah. sound like it's a real person speaking from the heart or with any sort of truth. Do you know about George Sodini? No. Tell me. He was, like, one of the original in cells. This was back in 2009. It's called this this shooting is either called the Collier Township shooting or it's also referred to the LA Fitness shooting mm-hmm. and it was a mass murder Was it suicide. here in LA? I don't think so. I feel like many of these happen in California. Mm, I don't believe so. I don't have it written in my notes. Okay, but I can good. look that up too after I read Not this. Not good. So but it says you know what I'm the shooting occurred at a women's aerobics class at LA Fitness near Oh, at approximately 8.15 p.m., the shooter entered the class, placed a duffel bag on the ground, turned off the lights, took out two handguns, and began firing. Three women and the gunman died, and about nine other people were injured. So uni chronicled over a nine-month period his rejections by women and his severe sexual frustration, and he was the original face of the incel movement. So before um, Elliot Rogers became the face, he was the original face and the original person that these people, like, quote-unquote, looked up to. Let me see where this I think was. we
1: really need to address. Oh, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Um, I think we really need to address that. At the root of this issue is our is the patriarchy. Honestly, yes. because it's saying that you are owed. You're not looking at women as equal, autonomous human beings who should have the ability to... And that's why this is a feminist issue. It absolutely is a feminist issue. Um, It should be an issue for just any person, but it is a feminist issue because at the root of it, it's men feeling like they've had access to something for so many years, and because women, because of the self-esteem movement and the feminist movement and just women deciding that... They deserve better, and they should be able to choose which sexual partners they want to be with, and and all of that. They are now denied something that should inherently just be owed to them. Right,
2: and you should be picky about who you choose to spend your time with and have sexual experiences with. You have every right to be picky. You do not have a right to blame a person when you have feelings for them, and they do not reciprocate. When there's something, you know, they say, like, if everyone's an asshole, maybe you're the asshole. Right, You know what I mean? Yeah. If everyone's wrong, maybe you have to just turn and look at yourself and yeah, figure out Elliot,
1: what you're doing. Right? If everyone in your life has been just awful to you, maybe it's time to turn that finger back around. Exactly. And, like, and see look at what you're, you're doing. You're actually the awful person. Right. Like, you might
2: be the problem. So, have you heard about ways that the internet is kind of trying to fix these problems. Well, I know that Reddit did disable the subreddit, they the did, incel subreddit. They did, but they created a, a new subreddit. Right, they
1: create new ones under different names. And it's
2: supposed to be... No, but this is the thing. is This, this new one is called Brain Cells, and this is what the uh, heading of it is. It's supposed to be a helpful, re-educating on brainwashing I guess forum. It says welcome to Reddit slash brain cells. If you want a fun, energizing and thought provoking atmosphere for cell culture, you've come to the right place. And there's rules and things like that. So it's trying... I feel like it's trying to, like... Give them a safe space. Give them give them a safe space, but also help lead them out of that right. culture. But at the same time, you're still creating a space for people who who will use this. And there are rules and things I, like that, I whatever. Have, I
1: have mixed feelings. Okay, and, and here's where my... I just mix. have bad feelings. But really? Tell me your mixed feelings. I, I do have mixed feelings because... It's just like, and listen, I know how this is going to sound, but it's just like pedophilia, where there are people who will say, I'm a pedophile, like, I have these thoughts and intentions but I know that it's wrong, and I know that I need to seek help to keep myself from doing these things because these people are going to exist. Seek
2: help, but don't... Like, honestly, I feel like this is where... And I'm sorry that I'm, like, cutting you off here, but this is where I see the problem with that. Is like, yes, seek help means seeking professional help. I remember this billboard when I was younger of this man with his hand over his face, kind of, like, saying no to something, and says, like, have, you know, unpure thoughts about children. Like, call this number. Like, there's places that are professionally there to help you. I don't feel like being in a forum with a bunch of other people who have the same issues as you in the long run can be helpful. here's the
1: thing. Here's the thing. There is a place for opening up the dialogue. because Because in this country... If you say... You do not say that you're a pedophile. No. Even if you have those feelings. So Senator what,
2: from Virginia. Right. But, <laughs> but here's
1: the here's the problem with that, is that what you're doing then, if you know that something is wrong, but you feel so much shame right. that you cannot seek help for it, right. you will eventually act out on those I, things. So I, we need I to hear open it, but up a dialogue. I feel like there
2: has to be... If they're going to do this, there has to be some sort of, like, mental health professional who is the person who is monitoring I,
1: it. I agree. But I also think that There has to be, because in other countries they've destigmatized things to the point of being able to say, like, we need to allow people to move past their shame about having True. these feelings and thoughts
2: so that they can get help. Yeah, and I think that, because these these horrible people are people, too, and they do deserve to have a community where they can feel that they can right. grow and destigmatize and help themselves. It's very hard for them, me to even think about keep, that. And I know, and I know how this sounds,
1: but it's also, like, it is in the interest of protecting children yes. to say that, like, Or we in need d- the need
2: of protect if we're talking protecting about protecting
1: women, or protecting
2: women yes. or, or the child. And the Stacys, right,
1: you like say it. we need to allow for these people to
2: somehow work through their issues. Like, right? I, I just think that there has to be a safer place than you know. Maybe if it's if they're gonna have a subreddit to have somebody that's available. there that's available or that is monitoring or maybe have a staff of people that are monitoring the things that are being said Agreed. and they do say that they have rules and things like that but i feel like it should be like a mental health professional who has experience and knowledge and resources that they can help these people and respond to the things that they say mm-hmm. in a helpful way and have it be like an online group therapy or show them places where they yeah. can you know but it needs to be regulated and it needs to be made well, it sure that it's to a be safe
1: highly, thing. highly Highly, highly monitored. Yes. Because this stuff goes off the rails so quickly. So quickly. Fast. That's what like,
2: that's why I had such an issue with it. Yeah. Because it's like you can have all the best intentions, just like this Alana originally mm-hmm. did. Have the best of intentions right. yes. and have it flip so quickly Agreed. to be I mean, something that's like for me as I was watching that documentary, I was like, Groups of men together are horrifying. Like, there's, like, a scene of them in the elevator together going to the mall, and I'm like, oh my god, save me!
1: When you allow anything like this to be unmonitored or allow it to be unregulated... It can be very scary. Like, I would never advocate for that. Like, I think that these things, people who have homicidal thoughts, people who have, you know, I think all of it, you need to be able to safely seek help. It needs to be destigmatized to the point where you can seek help without feeling like you'll be threatened or without feeling like you're in deep, deep shame about it, but... It all needs to be highly, highly regulated and monitored.
2: Well, because... And that's the thing that we also have to realize, too, is that if you're a person listening to this and you think, I've had these thoughts of either, you know... Pedophilia, you know, have the same thoughts as people who are incel, have the same, you know, maybe you've had like a, a rape fantasy in the past. There are things that happen to you that sometimes in our dreams or subconscious, there are thoughts that come into our heads that are sometimes unhealthy or unpure or bad in our definitions. And it's not necessarily the fact that those thoughts come into your head, it's what you do exactly. with them. Yes. That's it's the thing exactly. is that because we are in a society where now pedophilia is. Discussed, murder is discussed. All these horrible I, I mean, things. And let's be clear, as it should be, as it should be like, discussed. We exactly. are disgusted so by those things. the fact that it's going into your head and you maybe have certain thoughts that you don't want to have, that doesn't make you a bad person. That doesn't make you a threat necessarily mm-hmm. or anything like that. You need to look at yourself and say, "Wow, I can't believe that thought came into my head." Mm-hmm. Let me look at that for a second with a non-judgmental stance. Yeah, and realize Evaluate that the reason that. that thought came into my head is because I probably don't want that to happen. Right, exactly.
1: Yeah. And actually, there is a really good episode of Invisibilia about a man who had these reoccurring thoughts. Um, Invisibilia is a podcast. It's a really good podcast. Uh, it's a um, psychology podcast. And he had these reoccurring thoughts about, like, horrific, uh, violent thoughts. Like mm-hmm. what if my wife was chopping vegetables and I just, I stabbed her in the back or like, what yeah. if I killed my dog or what if I, what yeah. if I, you know, punched this person. In the face? Just like, Ongoing to where it was unlivable for him. Yeah, and he finally saw uh, a therapist who actually said this isn't coming from a lack of empathy; it's coming from an overabundance of empathy. Yeah, like, I've
2: had that thing where it's like I remember when I would walk to our school, you go over that bridge over mm-hmm. like the quote unquote L.A. River. Yeah, once like, I fell over. <laughs> oh no, I would just be like, what if I just jumped? What if you jumped over? What if I, I just thought, jumped. I've thought that too. You know, I think those things all the mm-hmm. time when I, you know, and that's I feel like a reason I'm scared of heights too because it's like, what if I just did it? What you if I leaned I mean? over and just yeah, fell over? it's. Just there's yeah. something that like, you know, you test your limits right. and you test things like that. But it's not and to say
1: that you're actually suicidal. It's no. not to say that you're actually homicidal. It's not to say that you actually want to harm women. It's it's sometimes it's coming from a completely different place and you yeah. need to analyze what that is and not just go with those thoughts. Yeah. So with Check that yourself, said, don't just go. Yeah. <laughs> with that said, don't go on incels.me and find a bunch of people who are reinforcing those thoughts. Yes. Because because if you have those thoughts reinforced, it may shift your perspective of what you're thinking. Exactly. About. So if there is a helpful forum, I do think inherently I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think it has to be so closely monitored. I yes, think there has I to agree. be moderators on there who are constantly checking people, kicking people out who are not helpful. Because I think
2: having a community of People who are maybe lonely and, like, need support is fine. Well, and that's the thing is that if we go back to... So, the kind of, like, the header of, like, some of my notes just from watching this documentary is shy boys versus incels versus pickup artists. Yeah. And we've talked about the incels and the pickup artists, and then there's these shy boys. This Mm -hmm. guy, Michael, started this shy boys... Website, and he is very socially awkward. He hates meeting new people. He's very introverted. He um, speaks very, like, scary suicidal things. Like, he's just in a deep depression and loneliness. And he seems like the least harmful and most normal of these three guys Mm -hmm. that get together. And he says too that the most controversial don't fall under the love shy. They would fall under incel. And he believes about um, personality more than looks, where this advanced asshole and this pickup artist, urban white trash asshole, believe that looks is everything. So for him, he's like, I just don't want to be so shy. I just wanted a place for people, you know, that were like me and for these single people that are perpetually single and that feel bad. And so, but this is another thing where you have this online place for people to go where it's, like, the same—this peop- guy, this kind of, like, awkward, kind of depressed dude brought in this advanced asshole and this urban white trash guy are both mm-hmm. on his forum. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So with mm-hmm. the best of intentions, you never really know what's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, so it that's, is-
1: that's totally fair, and I totally— see that and see how it could go wrong very
2: quickly. I think you need to be very selective about who you surround yourself with. Have you heard about the incels dating site? (sighs) No. Okay. Well, let me just like tell you. It's a contradiction again. It's a contradiction. Right? It is a California based dating site called com. It aims to help members of incel find love, dot, 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 yuck, is what I wrote. Well, um, it I says, think we need to call them
1: something different.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, here, this is their slogan. It says, changing the world, two people at a time. A new dating company looking to heal the world. And the thing is, is the the header picture is the, a Chad and a Stacy fucking in love with each other. And it's well, like, yeah, no! Nah! Okay. I think it's so contradictory. Ooh, it's it's so like
1: frustrating because I think the concept of it, isn't bad. Like, I understand what they're saying. Like, they're saying, if we have all of these lonely people, why not bring these lonely people together? But it's every app.
2: Don't call it date and incel, assholes. Right.
1: And also, like, you have to understand, with even though the word incel kind of sprang from the best of intentions, mm. that's not what it means anymore. Nope. So you need to call it something else because where your mind goes when you hear date and incel, who would want to? Yeah. No one would want to. No one.
2: I'm, that's what I was wondering. I was like, who are the women on this date app well, that because,
1: would want to see it. on incel.me, they actually say that women or anyone with a vagina cannot be an incel. Like, they've, they've
2: completely well, claimed that's it. that's just sexist. It totally
1: is. They've completely claimed <laughs> it as, like, a male supremacy
2: word. Well, and this is what it says. If you have felt moved by the recent media attention around the incel movement and have been looking for a way to turn your romantic life into a message of hope, hashtag date and incel is the service for you. The website says, we match the interests of both incels and other and other site users to aim to form re- romantic relationships that by their very nature reduce risks that plague society. What does that even mean? Are they I saying that it reduced it risks that plague society as far as, like, the the whole Chaz and Stacy's thing? Or are they saying risks to society as, like, they're saying
1: They're saying as long as... These members of this society are coupled. Men, the men in this society bad are, things won't happen. are are coupled. That bad things won't happen if they're if they're get, if they're having sex if they have relationships that they won't go in and shoot up a whatever. Yeah, you know is
2: what they're you just know trying what? to say. I'm never gonna look at my friend and be like you know just take one for the team. Bud. Never go
1: just take just you know look, man. You
2: don't want a school to be shot up. Go date this guy. Right.
1: Right. I think that <laughs> I I think that whoever created this website I do think that they probably created it with the best of intentions in mind. However, it is so misguided. So It's probably misguided. an incel, it honestly. It, yeah. It's probably an incel. Yeah, I mean, like, you need to call it something... Like, if, if yeah. you're just like, we need to bring lonely people, maybe virgins together, then, you know, and see if like we can pair them up together... Inherently, like, n- not wrong. Like, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that, but calling it incels, incels and then immediately saying that it's to reduce risk again is putting the onus on women. It's yes. saying that, like, men who don't have affections from women are are dangerous. Are at risk, yeah. Yeah.
2: But it's interesting how people, like, you know, are equating these things to these different, like, and it totally made me think, I'm like, is it, like, are they homophobic? Like, I was so, like, we're so trying to find Do I a think, reason, you know um, what I mean, that we can yeah. wrap our heads around. Do
1: I think that there is, that's a possibility, that there's a segment oh, of Oh, it's totally of, a possibility. But I also think, to But me, it doesn't go hand in hand. And, to me, I feel like straight, White men yeah. are, sorry, I okay. I shouldn't be sorry, because that is what I mean. That's what it said. I fucking looked it up on Wikipedia. Yes. Self-identified incels are mostly white, male, and heterosexual. Yeah, and so I shouldn't say that. Not but, sorry. But, like, but like <laughs> straight white men are far more dangerous yes. as we've seen in general yes. because I do feel like, you know, of course there's a possibility that anytime you're pushing something down or repressing a, a part of yourself yes. that you could act out in violence. But I think in general, this entitlement comes from being straight and white. I mean, and granted, as because you know, you're
2: given entitlement throughout your entire right. life. And I yeah. know
1: that we're going to get comments and stuff about um, Elliot Rodger being interracial He was, his dad is white, his mom is um, Asian, and... So I, I understand
2: that, like, but he that definitely, also goes into passing, and he also had a right
1: to me. He did look; he, he did looked look pretty half white. Asian to me. He looked oh, half, yeah. half
2: Asian, like he looked. I could see it, but but he, also the thing is that he also was raised in a Hollywood producer rich right and family. He was very entitled, affluent family, and he
1: hated interracial couples. Yeah. So even though he was a product of an
2: interracial uh, relationship, he. It, you know, it's internalized racism, internal, and, internalized homophobia. And he definitely yeah.
1: identified as a white man. Yes. He identified as yes. a straight white man. Because
2: he didn't want to look at the other side of himself. Right, right. Yeah. Keegan, man. So we, we are we're, just right We're going to wrap up a little bit because I feel like, I, I feel like we touched on everything... We, that, we really did, probably. ...that we wanted to touch on.
1: Yes, yes, we did. And um, sorry that this episode is... I mean... I feel like we got so much good information in there, but it's also like there was so much ground to cover and we kind of it opened up new conversations which I think are good well
2: and we are always going to go back to those conversations you know pretty much you know when when you're talking about feminist issues it pops up in many different issues yeah and it circulates over and over exactly this is not a one time thing for us just like you know we're were talking about our mental health episodes it's not a one time thing it's not like oh we mentioned it we're done but before we close up I also want to just recognize that it is National Pride Month oh yes it is Pride Month it's Pride Month and I just wanted to say happy pride happy to pride. all of our listeners that are in the lgbtq wow lgbtq plus community we love you we know we have many listeners who fall under that category and the fact that you are listening to two straight girls talk about feminism makes me feel like i'm maybe doing something right yes yeah. um and you
1: know what you know what could be fun to do and what? like edit this out if like you don't want to do this but it could be fun to read people's Coming out stories. That would be amazing. Do you guys want to send those to us? Yeah, send us your coming out stories. You know, good, bad, um, whatever feelings you've funny. had. Funny. Funny. Whatever. Because um, I, I just think this is because my friend just came out as <gasps> bye to her dad via, I love it. via text. <laughs> and it was so heartwarming and, like, yes. lovely, that I know that not all stories are like that, and like, that's that... No, but those that, need to be discussed, but too. all of it needs to be discussed, so I would love to get your coming out stories, yes. like, and, and to do, like, just the little... I think we should do, um,
2: feminist queer faves. Yeah, that'd be great. Next episode? That would be great, yes. Feminist okay. queer faves? Yes, let's Okay, it. let's do it, because I think that's going to be awesome. Um, so we just want you guys to know that you're being seen, especially this month, more than ever, you're always seen, but your visibility for us is in the forefront this month, and um, we are going to remember who started everything. You know, I think that talking about Stonewall is going to be great oh, this God, month. Oh, God, amazing. Uh, Marsha w- uh, Johnson is going to be amazing yes. to talk about. Um, Also remembering that it is the femme, queer, trans people that started it all, and we are still fighting so hard for trans rights, Mm -hmm. even though they are really the forefront and the trailblazers that started this whole um month of not just celebration but more than that protest yeah, it's still it, absolutely. Is, it is not just a celebration it is still very much a protest and we want you to know that we are going to stand in solidarity with you through this month and do the best that we can to be the the best allies that we can absolutely absolutely um
1: well Thank you guys so much for listening. If you you want to uh, find us on Instagram, please do. We're at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. If you want to email us your um, coming out stories or just your sister solidarity stories or anything else that you uh, might want featured on the podcast, you can email us at...
2: neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. Thank you. My brain just went blank. It's all good. Also, you can DM us as well. Whatever way feels best to you. Also, you can find us on Twitter at Podcast. That's Y-A-N-F podcast. And also, you can listen to us pretty much anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. iHeart. iHeart. But we are going to say, please listen to us on Radio Public. Um, I think we're up to like... $8.50 850 or something. We need like $10 to get that money. <laughs> and then we're going to split it and we're going to do something dumb with it I'm probably like, yes. we'll get like milkshakes or something I yes don't know. perfect um to spend our first podcast earnings <laughs> but um let's see oh also i want to let you guys know please review and rate us on itunes it would really mean a lot to us it would help us out a lot that's kind of how you grow in status i guess in the podcast world so if you like us let us know let other people know it would be super cool. All right, and with that, Keegan, we, we encourage heard you to, to rage, rage on!
1: on. Kind of like jump to your lines. No, I like but. it. I like
2: <laughs> that you jumped in. It, it, it's a, it's a, it's a joint effort, you know. <laughs> bike, bike.